Okay, good evening, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Like Rabbi Lewis mentioned, we have a very interesting topic tonight. Uh, we're going to speak about whether a woman who's widowed or divorced has to cover her hair. It actually uh, comes out very beautiful in uh, the Rashi. The Gemara on Ayin Bezmanav brought the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if a woman violates either Das Maisha or Das Yehudis, she goes out without a Ksuba. So the Gemara, uh, the Mishnah says, what's an example of violating Jewish practice? Das Yehudis. Yaitza Vereshapra. She goes out with her hair uncovered. That's a violation of Jewish practice. A woman who goes out with her hair uncovered, that's a violation of Jewish practice. So the Gemara has a question on Ayin Bezim and Aleph that a woman not covering her hair is not a violation of Jewish practice. A woman not covering her hair is a violation of biblical law. The Gemara says, It says by a saita, you will uncover the hair, the head of a woman. And it's taught in the Academy of Rabbi Shmal. It is a warning to Jewish women. It's a woman for, it's a warning for Jewish women that it's a biblical violation to have their hair uncovered. So there are two, uh, okay, before we see Rashi, I want to share with you a few interesting questions. Number one, let's share the screen here. You see the Maramakim? Yeah, okay. This comes from Igor Smaisha, Evan Oezer, Kelek Aleph, Simon Zayin. The Isser Priyas Harishla Amana, the Makim Hefsid Gadal. Says Ramaisha Nishalti, I was asked, Bidvar Haisha Shinas Amana. Regarding a widowed woman, she has to support her family. She can't get an office job unless she doesn't cover her hair. The only way she could get a decent office job is if she uh, doesn't have her hair covered. I guess back in the day, so what? They didn't have shaitos like they have today. You know, with all the criticism of shaitos and how glamorous it is, but the truth is, in the last 20, 30, 40 years, it really came along with the more widespread observance of women covering their hair. Because reality is, uh, many women don't want to cover their hair with a tichol or some kind of shmata. And... But uh, this woman, apparently the sheita was not a, an option, and to wear a, a tichol, she's not going to be able to hold down a job that way. Nobody's going to hire her. So the question is, can a almana take a job um, and and take the job without covering her hair? I mean, we could ask the same question. Can a regular woman, let's say a regular woman, would only be able to get a married woman, would only be able to get a job if she wouldn't cover her hair, would she be able to forego covering her hair to get a job. So let's analyze this before we see Rashi and Arasugya, before we see anything. In general, how much money does a person have to spend to be Mekayim mitzvah? There's a general rule. You have to give up one-fifth of your money 
to fulfill a mitzvah, mitzvah saseh, um, mitzvah certainly mitzvah dairaisa. Let's say a lulav and esrog. Let's say you 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 have very little money. It's going to cost you a fifth of your money to buy dalin minim, to buy uh, tefillin, to buy tzitzis. You got to spend a choymesh to be mekayma mitzvah. What about how much money do you have to spend not to violate an avera? So the halachas you have to uh, you need to spend. All your money not to violate a Navera. A person has to give up all their money not to violate a Navera. What about, it's interesting, what about um, a Navera Drabanan? You have to give up all your money not to violate an Navera Drabanan. So, for example, let's say somebody tells you, talk by Chazar Sashat, so I'm going to take away all your money. You have to give up all your money not to talk by Chazar Sashat. Even in Isra Drabanan, one would have to give up all their money. So what would you say covering your hair is? Is that a positive mitzvah? Or is that a, an isser of not covering your hair? The nafkamin would be, how much money do you have to give up to be mekayimit? Because let, let's, let's set the record straight. Get it, having a job, having a job is worth at least a fifth of your money. Even someone is a millionaire and he has a lot of money in the bank, but having a job, a career, it's worth at least a fifth of your money, right? So if covering your hair is a positive mitzvah, so then a woman would not have to cover her hair if it means losing her job. If it's an avera not to cover your hair, then a woman would have to give up all her money not to cover her hair. So let's look at Rashi in our sugya. Rashi says, what's the source that a woman has to cover her hair? The Banam Rashi on Ayin Bezam and Aleph says, The fact that we uncover her hair to make her disgusting, measure for measure, just like she uncovered her hair to be beautiful to her, the uh, adulterer, that means it's Asr. In other words, the fact that we why do we uncover the hair of a Saita? Presumably because it's Mida Kenegad Mida. She uncovered her hair to her Bayal. So we uncover her hair, Mida Kenegad Mida. That implies that it was prohibited for her to uncover her hair to the Bayal. Then Rashi brings another Pshan. Inami, Mida Chsivu Para. Or you could say from the fact that it says we uncover her hair, Miklauda Hu Shaita Lav. That implies that at that until then it was not covered. That implies that at that moment it was until then it was not covered. From here we see it's not the darach for Jewish women to go out with their hair uncovered. So the second Shan Rashi is the fact that we uncover hair that implies that until then her hair was covered. That means biblical Jewish practice is for her to cover her hair. V'cheniker. This is the Iker pshat that Rashi says he would like to go with. So Rav Moshe brilliantly says that if you study these two explanations in Rashi, it would come out a very big nafkamina of how we look at a woman's obligation to cover her hair. According to the first reason that we do it to her, to be menavel her, to make her disgusting like she did to her bayel. 
that implies that what she did to her baya was usr. Then not covering her, your hair is an isr. But if it's just an implication that until now it was covered, which means Jewish practice is for a woman to cover her hair, then that just means it's a mitzvah for her to cover her hair. But it's not an avera for her not to. Yeah, it would be an avera because she's not fulfilling her obligation. But it's not an isr, it's a mitzvah. The nafkamin would be, how far does a woman have to go to do it? Does she have to give up all her money? Now, another thing is, does an almana, does a widowed woman have to cover her hair? Is that the Arisa, or is maybe that only the Rabbana? So Moshe says like this, V'heshavti, I answered, that this widow can be lenient for a very pressing need. Why? He says, it's Pashat, that even the Beishmuel and the Dagomer Vava, who say that an Amana has to cover her hair, that's not biblical, that's only Das Yehudis. Hurak Mitzah Das Yehudis. It's only Jewish practice that Amana has to cover her hair. Midaraisa only in Eishasish has to cover her hair. Therefore, since you could explain, the Torah doesn't say a woman is not allowed to cover her hair. I'm sorry, the Torah doesn't say that it's a woman is not allowed to go with her hair uncovered. Rather, Hurak Chiyav Asei. It's a positive obligation that she should go with her hair covered. So Ramesha says, just out of logic, it's mistaber that the Torah never said that it's usher for a woman to go around with her hair uncovered, but rather it's a positive command. Oh, mistaber lanias daiti says Ramosha. It's logical to me. Shevazep pligi beis halashonis berashik subestaf ayin beis. It's mistaber to me that this is the machlokes between the two lashonis and rashik subestaf ayin beis. Befeirush hayalfusa in explaining the limud of from soita. The lalish nakama shepeirush going to the first lashon who explains the abdin on lahachi the fact that we do this to her lanavla mida kenegen mida. Just like she did to be beautiful, McLeod the Asser, that Lashon holds Savashu Isser. Vayin Beritva Shakasav Lapirzeh. Look at the Ritva who explain who writes according to this parish, the Rashi. McLeod the Priyas Haroish Pritzusu. We see that Priyas Haroish is Pritzus Leisha. According to the first Lashon of Rashi, the Ritva says. It's pretzels for a woman not to cover her hair. Shalchin vadai who iser. It would it would be an iser for her not to cover her hair. Ula lishna basar. But according to the second lashon of Rashi, shaperish midachsiv upara meklada he shaita lav prohu shmamina ein derech benaisis or lotsis prosarish. So we see it's not the derech of women Jewish women to go out with their hair uncovered. Mashma to Indian mitzvah. Allah, it's mashma. There's a mitzvah on her. Not a matter of Isser, Rak Shememela Nasa Isser. 
Memela, there would be an Isra because she's not fulfilling her mitzvah, the Haiveras al Haaseh, Kishai Lachas Prois Roish. Umasik Rashi Shikainikur, that the main reason that the main source for a woman covering her hair is the fact that we uncover the hair of a Saita, that implies until then it was covered. Says Ramash Vachilok Ladina, the simple difference between these two Lashainas who, Dimu Isr. If it's an Isser, Yesh Lasser Afbe Hefsid Gadol, you would ask her even if it's a big Hefsid. Shetafsid Kamamani, she would have to lose all her money. Avul Murak Chiyavasei, but if it's just a positive command, Avagam Oynis Mamad Yosemichamish, then it's a a a a a extenuating circumstance of money more than a fifth. Divasei Chayev Rakad Chaymesh. Says Rav Moshe. Anything that's a hefzid of a fifth or more, namely, for example, she can't get a job unless she goes with her hair uncovered, that would be an oinus that she's not mechuyiv according to the Lishna Basra, which is ikr. So you'll say, then even if she's not an almana, even if she's a regular married woman, she should be able to take a job even if it's going to mean not covering her hair, because she doesn't have to give up a fifth of her money, to co- she doesn't have to give up more than a fifth of her money to cover her hair. What does it have to do with the fact that she's an almana, even if she was an ashes ish? Says Ramosha, if she was an ashes ish, where biblically she has to cover her hair, then you could say, well, even though Rashi says the ikker reason a woman has to cover her hair is as a asay. And then she would not have to do so if it's more than a fifth of your money. But it would be a suffix da'iraisa l'chumra. Mi suffix, well, maybe the first version of Rashi is correct. And for a woman not to cover her hair, it's an iser. And then she would have to give up all her money. So a married woman, she would not be able to take a job if it meant her not covering her hair, even if it means her giving up all her money. Even though Rashi says the Iker is the second Lashon, but it's at least a Safek. Ava on the third line, the next paragraph, but Amana, look where my icon is. Shehu, Rak, Das, Yehudis. But Amana, where it's only Jewish practice, Yesh, Lahakel, Misafek. Because it's not more Chamor than an Isser Durabanan. If it was an outright Isser Durabanan, we would say Safek Lakula. And furthermore, says Ramosha, in other words, the Das Yehudis here, which an Almana covering her here is Das Yehudis, which is not more Chamer than Isser Durabanan. So Misafek, she would be able to be lenient and say, well, maybe the main reason a woman has to cover her here is that it's a mitzvah, she doesn't have to give up more than a fifth. But you could say further, it's only Jewish custom out of Jewish practice but maybe it's not Jewish practice for Almana to cover her hair if it's going to be a Hefzid Mama. So that's the first Nafkamina between the two Lashanis and Rashi. The Nafkamina would be an Almana, where it would only be Das Yehudis. And now we have a Suffolk. Is it a Mitzvah or is it an Asay? <clears throat> I want to share with you uh, one more nafkamina, amazing nafkamina. Unfortunately, 
You have situations where a woman is married for a short amount of time and then she gets divorced and she's dating again. And if a guy sees a young girl on a date and she's wearing a shaitel, he's not interested. So the shaila is, can this young grusha go on a date, a date or two, without a shaitel? So now, you know, if the, if, the, if the man likes her, so she'll tell her, um, she'll tell him that, you know, she's a grusha. Even though the chances are, she says, the guy already knows from before, if he before going out with her, that she's probably a grusha. But at least the first time he sees her, she'll be appealing. Then the next time, if she wears a shaitel, he already she was ready matzachin be'inav. But if she wears a shaitel the first time, he thinks it's already you know, uh, uh, it's already something that he's not interested in. So the question is, can this grusha date without covering her? This is in Ebeno Ezer. Okay, like Dalid, Simon Lamed Beis, Ois Dalid. V'hadin estape kvoi terascha harama be'ishat se'ira grusha she'en rotsena she'yede she'esu nesua. A young woman who's divorced, she doesn't want people to know that she was married before. She'lachin rotsena lechaz v'le kisara. She wants to go without her hair covered. V'av she'en rotsena l'ramais. She's not trying to trick anyone. And the truth is, she can't trick anyone. Because all her friends know, anyone who's going to want to marry her, he's going to do his they're going to say, they're going to tell him that she's a grusha. When they get, when they go for a marriage license, it's going to be recorded that this woman was previously married. So she's not trying to trick anyone. Her kavana is avakavanasa, the achar Her kavana is that once he gets to know her, she finds favor in someone's eyes that somebody wants to marry her. She won't lose her charm when she lets him know that she was previously married. But a guy who knows about this girl that she was once divorced, she's not going to think anything up. He's not going to even consider her. It's a very uh, reasonable concern. Can we give this woman a heter based on what I wrote in Chilak Aleph, that an Amana who needed a job, we said she didn't have to cover her hair based on the second reasoning of Rashi, that it's not usher for her to go without her hair covered. It's a mitzvah for her, and therefore she doesn't have to give up a fifth of the money. So just like I was matter there, that woman who they didn't want to give her a job, only if she didn't cover her hair. So the question is, can we extend the heter to allow a grusha to go out without covering her? Says Ramosha, that's a very... Ra- reasonable extension. Yes, you could give this woman a hetter. Vadait Sedek Vaitras Haramash Hatter Gamla Shu Hefsid Godal. Yeah, that's also a big hefsid. Not being able to find another husband is a big hefsid. Lainyan Hasagas Echad Linoisa Kamashi Tartisham, just like I was matter it there. It should be mutter here. The Grusha Shitzakhazrosha 
A divorced woman covering her hair is also not biblical. She's not Ashish. It's also only Das Yehudas, Jewish practice. But it's not, it's Jewish practice, but it's not Medaraisa. She needs to know. You need to know. In a, once there's no concern anymore that he won't like her, she's obligated to cover her hair. It's not going to be outright mutter. In other words, the bottom line is a divorced or widowed woman must cover her hair. But if it's a matter of her not finding a job or it's a matter of her not uh, finding a chasan. So again, a married woman, okay, there's no heter for her not to cover her hair for money. Because even if she's going to lose all her money, we would be concerned for the first Lashon of Rashi that it's an iser for her not to cover her hair. She would have to give up all her money. But in the case of a grusha or a case of an almana, where it's not an Iser the Iraisa. It's only an Iser Darab, it's only Das Yehudis, it's only Midrabanon. Ah, oh, it's only Midrabanon. Then we could say Safek Drabanon Lakula, maybe the second Roshan of Rashi, which anyway Rashi says is the Iker, is that it's not a Iser for her not to cover here, it's only a mitzvah, and she would not have to give up more than a fifth of her money. Giving up a job, giving up the ability to remarry is considered more than a fifth of, of her money. It's a hefzid maruba, and she could be lenient. But otherwise, an almana or a grusha has to cover her hair. It's not da'iraisa, it's das yehudis. Okay? That's what I wanted to share with you tonight. And uh, on that note, have a great night. If you have any questions. Rob, a quick question. But if the bond is already, quote-unquote, broken, per se, if it's a divorcee, why 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 does she still have to continue to cover her hair there's no there's no connection anymore i mean and i would then question if there are difference between a widow and a divorcee so there's but no there, i mean there's no difference between a widow and, and divorcee the bond is broken but it's considered um das yehudis das yehudis is modest jewish practice you know there are opinions that single women are also obligated to cover her hair we we don't uh, follow that. By some Hasidim, they are makbed that they braid their hair. Why? Because there are chayshesh that hair seir beisha erva, right? Seir beisha erva. Okay, it's more by a married woman, but it's not totally out of the realm of logic that really any woman has some type of. Uh, so, so, so we say it's a Jewish practice. It's Das Yehudis. Once she's married, once she was in a relationship with a man, she would have to cover here. The Shaila is when does that start, by the way? Does it start by the Chuppah? The right. Or does it start by the Bia? I think we spoke this out. The Mishapur yeah. is of the opinion a Isha Nesua must cover her hair. So in our Yeshiva, they're very makbet, always to follow the Mishnah Bura. So uh, the Rosh Hashiva will not be Masad or Kedushin if the woman does not wear a, a shetel at the Chuppah. By my my wedding, those were the uh, terms of the Cedar Kedushin. Uh, you know, 
and yeah, we that's what we that's that's what we did. We were mocked on that. Most follow Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe says it's dependent on the Yichud Haroi Labia, or on the Bia itself. And then you know, most Orthodox weddings, even B'nai Torah, the the girl is not wearing a shetal, not at the chuppah, and not even after the Yichud room at the dancing. Her hair is not covered. Um, I want to tell you, we, we have the custom that we don't, that when they go in the Yehud, the, the Yehud room, we don't close the door completely. So there, there is not that problem. Uh -huh. Right. To avoid that issue. Yeah. Very good. Thank you very much, Ralph. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night.